Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 11 of the Breaking the Ice podcast for this season. Mark and myself, Alan, with you once again. We've got three games to recap for you from last weekend as the Steelers played a 3-3 three and three in which they picked up five points out of a possible six. We've also got to discuss Dops again because after last week's episode, changes were made in the wake of all the... Um, hoo-ha, shall we say, mm. over social media with regards to the suspensions that were handed out and their lengths. Um, and then, as always, we will conclude by looking ahead to this weekend's games, or in this case, game, as the Steelers only have one game this weekend, as they take a trip down to the Cardiff Bay to go and see the Cardiff Devils and see if they can actually get a result out of that rink. A rink where... All the games were very tough and feisty affairs last season. But also, the Steelers have a midweek game next week, and Mark and myself will give you a very quick score prediction for the time being, in case we record next week's episode before that game. So, the 3-3. Three and three. Away in Brayhead in the Challenge Cup, yep. in what was a nothing game. Dead rubber. Dead rubber game. Fife away in the league the following night on Saturday. And then Brayhead at home-ish at I Sheffield in the league as well. I don't know why you say ish. Well, it is ish, isn't it? It's the ensuite. It's what we yes. It's what we call it. So, an interesting bit of travel there for the boys. Um, but before we get into the games... We need to discuss stops because after last week's decision decisions were made with regards to suspensions and lengths and all the social media backlash it created um, from fans and players. Yep. Um, the league made a decision. The league board decided that it needed to be re-reviewed. Um, as a result of that, um, a different panel was used, uh, which was consisting of the Player Safety Committee, the PSC, and a former NHL linesman. Um, they reviewed the Freta and Gulakos incident. Gulakos had his suspension reduced by one game down to two. And... Freta had his suspension increased from one game to six. Um, and the league also made the decision to remove Simon Kirkham from head of player safety and effectively head of DOPS. Um, and in the short term, obviously, this NHL linesman's former NHL linesman and the player safety committee are going to be the acting DOPs going forward until an upcoming board meeting. Which apparently is in the next week or two. I believe it's actually on the 8th of November when we play Dundee next week. I believe it's on that Wednesday, Mm. which is described as an emergency meeting of the board. But as a result of that, Colton Fretter was obviously then going to be missing for the entire of... The weekend. The weekend. Um, which you and I all along said would have been the right thing at the very least. Yeah, um, still do. Still yeah, do. still do. Um, 
but it also therefore meant that players would have to step up a bit more over the course of the weekend. Now, on Friday, we knew with it being a dead rubber game in Brayhead because it was Challenge Cup, um, we knew the kids were going to get a lot of ice time. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Brad Day was in goal. The Steelers rested Andreas Valdix and Matthew Watt as the two imports that rested. Brady Ramsey came back into the lineup. Andre DeVoe made his competitive debut for the Steelers. He played on the top line in Fretter's spot, so he was played up there with uh, John Armstrong and Matt Marquardt. Um, did all right, I should say. He did fairly okay. Um, second line was Nelson and Dowd, as you'd expect, but you take one sweet out of the equation, you've got to throw the other one in, haven't you? So Andreas Yamtin uh, played second line centre for those two. <coughs> third line was an interesting one for me. Because your third line then became Tim Wallace centering Brady Ramsey and Kieran Brown. And the fourth line was kept as it had been in some of the recent games. Kirky, Westerling and Jonna. Steelers D didn't feature Davy Phillips at this point. He took warm up but didn't feature. Uh, but it was a rotating 5D still because of the inclusion of Cole Shudra, who had regular ice time all night. Um, I should actually correct myself there, because it was actually 6-man D still. Because it was the 5D plus, plus, plus Cole. You can tell I've had a long week, folks. Aye. So, yeah, so Cole got paired up, um, I believe it was with Romberg. Yeah, that's from all accounts I heard that as well. Um, Scotty Arson and Fitzy was obviously the usual pairing, and then it was uh, Benny and Mark Matheson as the other pairing. Um, interesting lineup, and you and I both predicted three goal defeats in regulation for this one. We know nothing. Yeah, we've said it before. We clearly know nothing when it comes to predictions because give the boys credit, they put in a performance and they produced. Brayhead, once again, mediocre, average at best. Um, I fully believe that had it not been for uh, the clan netminder, the Steelers probably could have won that in regulation. Um, no, Walcott should have done. Possibly, um, but both netminders played well. Brad Day had a very solid performance in goal. Um, capped it with Man of the Match award. Capped it with a, a deserved Man of the Match award. Um, but the rest of the lines did fairly well. I was fairly impressed with Andre Devoe. Obviously, you know he's not played a lot of hockey in recent times because of various injuries and his health. Um, but one of the things that I liked was. When it came to the board battles, that boy is strong as an ox. You could barely move him along that board. And, you know, more often than not, he was coming away with a puck in them board battles. You know, I was I was very impressed with some of his more physical and board play and puck battling abilities, I should say. Um, obviously, he's still clearly short of a few, couple of yards of pace, I should say, to be fair to him, rather than a few, maybe a couple. Um... 
but overall looked looked fairly look look you know he clearly had something about him um you know so it was nice to have a top line that was stacked with size you know Armstrong Marquardt and DeVoe that's you know three guys that are six foot two six foot three apiece and over 200 and and, and over over 200 pound a pop you know and there's some skill in that as well um so it was a very different look for a Steelers top line but it was a welcome look as well to have such size as as your top line yeah it was fresh um second line you know we know what Levi and Dowdy are like they're the Bash brothers Yamtin settled in quite nicely on that second mm. second unit. If anything, Yamtin just added that little bit of extra physicality compared to Valdix. Yeah. Um, um, whereas Valdix um, maybe has slightly more of the offense the offensive prowess. Yeah, but he's it, got again, the, it balanced. He's, he's got the flair. He's got Larry. that edge. He's got that flair edge, anti mm. in his game. He do, he doesn't use his it, the physical side. He's one of his typical Swedish players who likes to create things and make things happen, as mm. we've seen many a time, like over his uh, tenure so far in Sheffield. Like some of his passing is just sublime at times. Yeah, it really is. Um, and his positional awareness and habit of just being able to read the plays is ridiculous, as, as we've said before about Valley. Uh, but Yampton, I thought, fitted in quite nicely. Yeah, yeah he's fitted in very well. He, no, he's he's fitted in fairly well anyway. But I mean, on that second line, he, he just gave it a different dynamic for a different game. And do you know what? It was, it looked all right. I'm not going to lie. You know, if Fally, you know, Touchwood doesn't. But you know, if Fally should drop down again with an injury or two, you know exactly who you're going to throw in second line centre now for me. You're going to throw Yantin in there. Um, third line, obviously, very much makeshift. Wallace at centre, um, as he had been playing. Rammer back on the wing, as he'd done a couple of times lately, and obviously Kieran Brown getting regular ice time. Ramsey, plenty of life. Wallace was just Wallace for me. Um, steady. Steady. Did all right. Nothing to shout about, but you know, did his part. Kieran Brown stole the show off that line. All night, just constant, in everyone's faces, finishing his hits. I mean, couple of couple of times... On one of them, Tyler Shattuck's got his head down at mid-ice. And Kieran just goes straight into him. Straight through the chest. Forearm shove. Off you go, big guy. This is Kieran Brown at like 5 foot 9 and maybe a buck 50. And he's chucking it. And he's he's sending a guy probably 6 inches taller than him. And I should think 30 to 50 pound heavier than him. Flying. He has no fear. The kid has absolutely no fear. And then later on, he did it again on uh, Hammerlinen, on the boards. Hey. Hammerlinen tried to trap the puck on the boards. Kieran just came in. No, no you don't. Sends him flying on the board. Just takes the puck and plays it out of the zone. Just <laughs> ridiculous. Two full-grown adults got sent on their proverbial backsides by My a 16-year-old kid. kid. Brilliant. Just absolutely brilliant. He's a talent, isn't he? He is. Liam Kirk, Jonas Westerlin, John Phillips. Lovely fourth line. You know, I I said last week I'd have loved to have seen Kirky get thrown up more in terms of maybe first line ice time, but, you know, to be fair, Kirky did his bit on that game on Friday. 
again, one of the young guns doing really well. John Phillips, full of energy as usual. Uh, Jonas Westerling, clearly more comfortable in a game that wasn't going to get too physical, mm. I felt. Um, you know, that fourth line did great. Kirky, again, a nice lively spark on it. Um, defensively, we did really well. You know, Arsenal and Fitzy, the expected pairing as usual. We did a slight chop and change to put Matheson with O'Connor and then put uh, young Cole um, on a regular shift with this, what was obviously the soon-to-be-departing Jonas Romberg. Mm. Um, sorry, Junus Romberg. Um, you know, paired him up with, for me, probably the right guy because he's your big shutdown D unit, or was. Um, wealth of experience... And, to be honest, one of the best communicators in our defensive core. Who does shout and, you know, say out that way or, hey, puck over here, you know. Helps helps his boys out at the back end. Um, so I like that. And Cole did pretty well on that Friday night. Not going to lie, he did very well. And, like I said, Brad was very solid in goal. A close game throughout. Ended up being um, 2-2 after regulation. Um, and then cometh the moment cometh the man cometh Mr. Overtime Specialist version 2.0 no version Um, version 3.0 no he's he's definitely 2.0 because you know Mark Thomas was the original Mr. Overtime well guess what Levi Nelson is the new Mr. Overtime yet again great read off of all people Christopher Bjorklund the ex-stealer goes to play the puck up to the middle of the ice from his own zone and Levi just turns, reads the play, puts his stick out, snags it near enough at the high slot, quick adjustment, just fires it. Ryan Nye can't get settled fast enough and position himself properly. And it's gone. And, and the puck's in the back of the net and the Steelers, for you and I, take an unlikely victory out of the Brayhead Arena. You know, with a 3-2 victory. Not six five, Levi. Not six. No, five. not not six five. But you know, <laughs> another world overtime special. Yeah, I mean, it was fifty percent of the game, so why not have near enough fifty percent of the score? But still, the same guy that won it. So, yeah, that was that was quite pleasing to, you know, in in what was effectively a nothing game, with with some bodged up lines, a player debut, the the kid out skaters getting a regular shift all night. Brad Day getting some much-needed minutes in goal and a fairly solid performance at that, it should be said. Had a couple of moments, don't get me wrong, but oh, overall, God. overall, fairly solid. Um, yeah. That was pleasing, weren't it? Yeah, very pleasing. I mean, the thing is, right, it, it made it meant uh, five out of five in the group. Yeah. yeah. No, no other team in the uh, actual league in their group has got out like that. No. Right? Five out of five in the group and guaranteed first first spot. Well, I think we were guaranteed that anyway. Well, we needed, last time, mathematically we? we needed a point. Well, we've absolutely got it now, haven't we? So, but, we yeah. so we're now guaranteed the top seed in the group as well and we can potentially go six for six. Yeah. That would be something. I mean, like, that would be something because it, to be honest with you, you look at some of the actual uh, records around the league in Challenge Cup. Some of it's tight. Some of it's tight. I mean, like, 
Cardiff have just basically looked like they've basically scrabbled away into the uh, quarter-final stage. Because mm. two games ago, they were virtually down and out. Yeah. But Custody got uh, four points out of Coventry, home and away. That made all the difference. That made all, that's made all the difference. Coventry at like one point in six games. Yeah. Dire. That dire, dire. dire from the blaze. But, but as a man, we've got to be happy with that. Oh, we? very happy. It's, a, it's incredible. It's, it shows one thing to me, that the guys, regardless of what competition they're playing in, They'll give it everything that they can. Yeah, they're giving it a shot. And if 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 it if it they come up short, they'll hold, they'll probably hold their hands up and say, "Yep, yeah, okay, mm. we tried." Yeah, but the the effort the effort has been there so far. Don't get me wrong. It, you know, sure we've had some inconsistent results, but that's basically the norm around the league now. Yeah. Especially with now we're in, you know, three conferences or four, and you know all this other stuff. Two new team additions. And you know, look how well MK are doing against some of the big boys. Guildford. Guildford have had a couple of results. You know, everyone is beating everyone at the moment. It's t- it's tight. Unless you're Edinburgh. Unless you're Edinburgh. <laughs> I'm not Edinburgh. God bless them. The very short bench Edinburgh Capitals at the moment. So that was Friday. Pleasing result. You're thinking, yeah. okay, we we've got some momentum to take into five. Wazi, Valdix, and Davy Phillips return to the lineup. Westerling and Ramsey are the ones that sit out. Bit more of a hostile environment. Westerling apparently was injured, weren't it? Allegedly. No idea. But That's it was them one. two back out of the lineup again, and you're thinking, okay, bit of, can be a bit of a hostile environment, can be occasionally a little bit physical. Maybe the right game to not have Westerling in, considering some of the bumps he's already taken himself this season. Mm-hmm. Ramsey, you know, played DeVoe over Ramsey. Kind of makes sense, because obviously DeVoe had spent the previous night on the top line with Armstrong and Marquardt. Did again Saturday night in a game that, for all intents and purposes, counted more than Friday night's game. League game. Uh, with it being a league game. Um, so as you know, admittedly as disappointed as I was to see Rammer sit out again, I suppose overall probably the right call. It is what it is. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. Exactly. Um, you know, you and I said four two win. You went for the four two via an empty netter. Wasn't to be. No. You know, very, very. Tight game of hockey, primarily because of two very good goaltending performances. Um, Moose played incredibly well. Um, I think the first name's Andy. Andy Isles. Andy Isles, yeah. The latest, the latest one on the uh, five uh, production line. Do keep finding these uh, decent young girlies that yeah somewhere. Yeah, um, he had a very good performance, as he's seemingly done, looking at the stats before the recording, in terms of league games. He's, you know, below two goals against average um, in the league games. 93.7. And a 93.7 save percentage. So, you know, two very good goaltenders on display meant that that game was nil-nil after 40 minutes. You know, good atmosphere, fairly decent tempo to the game. Both teams had chances. Um, you know, Fife even hit the post in the second period. Probably should have been 1-0 up at the break. Um, 
but obviously didn't take the chance. But it was a it was an exciting game of hockey to watch, to be honest, and the crowd was into it and everything. It was actually a decent game of hockey. And then early in the third period, Steelers get the breakthrough. The much-needed breakthrough. A little bit of luck. Levi Nelson, very tight angle near the corner boards, just turns and fires it towards the goal, and it somehow ends up in the back of the net. Well, we did, well we said, we'd said, uh, I, th- I think, last week, that Levi needed a goal or two. Yeah. And he's got, like, two in, like, three games. Yeah. He- and it's, it's, you can probably think he's probably got the monkey you think yeah I've got a monkey off my back yeah you, you. funny you mentioned the monkey off the bat I was just thinking that that may have been what his celebration was Friday night when he scored the overtime winner because he you know gave like the way and everything when he'd scored and then he turned round and almost like pulled on his, on the name on the back of his jersey and almost just lifted his hand up and then almost did like the throwaway motion with yeah. his arm as if he was either chucking a bomb or getting rid of a monkey off his back it generally looked like that so yeah we you know, we had touched on you know maybe he needed a goal or two and you know he bags two in a row for the Steelers um, so you know the boys had the one nil advantage but it kept on staying very tight throughout Steelers then went and hit the post could have gone two nil up um, and I think that was Levi again unfortunately mm. just didn't go in um, very tight game and then annoyingly annoyingly a small lapse within the final two minutes when Fife had pulled the netminder for the extra skater for the six on five allowed um, time and space in the slot for one of the flyers Shane Stockton yeah Shane Stockton that's the one Um you know, and he just picked his spot past Moose, top corner, nice finish, game tied at 1-1. And to be fair to Fife, do you know what? They deserved it. I think we we stopped him because he had an injury season and he's trying to obviously get back to his first season in Fife where he actually scored pretty decently. He had over like 20 goals. Mm. And uncanny enough, that, uh, that game time goal which came in the last 80 seconds, did you know who got an assist on it? Yeah, Russ Moyer. Russ Moyer, of all people, another <laughs> former Steeler coming back to haunt us. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I looked at that and thought, okay, we're going to overtime, do you know what? Still got it. Yeah, fair, fair result so far, to be honest. You know, either side for me could have won that in regulation, but two very good goaltending performances. You know, both teams did have some guilt-edged chances. One or two just didn't get taken, maybe when they should have done. But them's the breaks in hockey, especially yeah, in our league at the moment. Of course it is. But, you know, as much as I say them's the breaks, complete breaking concentration to start overtime. Yeah, no. Five, five win the face-off, control the puck, skate it into the Steelers' zone. And for some reason, we dropped two guys onto the puck carrier rather than just the one. And the pass gets across to the wide open guy who's just got all the time in the world to pick his spot. Past Moose, who's trying to dive across. Back of the net from Blood Off. Nine Fife, seconds. Fife win it in overtime in nine seconds. That. I wouldn't say it's the, it's the, def, the fact that we lost that was gutting. It was more the way that we just basically gifted it to him within 10 seconds yeah. in overtime. That was the more gutting thing. Unraveled it. 
Yeah, it, it, you know, because sure we'd had you know one big lapse in the last couple of minutes, which resulted in the game tying goal, and then exactly. there was obviously the lapse to start overtime. But overall, both teams are giving it everything for sixty minutes. Mm. You know, going into overtime, I'm happy with the point. Because I was thinking, do you know what? That five teams had something about them tonight. Fair play to them. That netminder's net played great. He's definitely earned them a point tonight. Ain't an easy place to get a result, yeah. is it? No, it definitely isn't. It hasn't proven to be for us at times. Um, but yeah, it was just the way in which we lost that game 2-1 in overtime for me. That was that was the real disappointment, was the fact that we didn't at least get a couple of minutes out of overtime. You know, It was mm. literally just one but, face off, boom, boom, boom. up the ice, one pass, one shot. I see it. It was just like, <laughs> okay. okay, thanks for coming. <laughs> see you later, yeah. But, you know, that said, I, I still gladly take a point out of that place, but there is a part that obviously naturally thinks, probably should have had two out of that, do you know? But it, to be fair, it was a fairly even game for me, watching that. You know, like I said, both netminders played superbly. Um... Yeah, there was some lovely passing on show. There was some good physica- physicality in the game as well. Some good hits being made. Um, you know, some great defensive plays breaking up various two-on-one or three-on-two breaks. Really, really good, really good game of hockey, I thought. Just gotten to come out with that defeat, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, I would have been happy with uh, one if you'd uh, give it a start and said, would you take a point in five? I would say, yeah. No, absolutely. Let me, let me bark your hand off. Yeah. Literally speaking, let me bark your hand off. But we got we, we got we got one. Should have been two. But hey ho, we just move on. You ne- get your next time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's, that's pretty much the attitude to have. Um. Obviously, it meant afterwards the boys were a little bit gutted coming out the rink and yeah, getting on the team bus. Yeah, imagine they'd be dejected. Um, I can imagine. Obviously, with that being a more competitive and purposeful game, you know the kids didn't get as much ice time. You know, Cole barely had a shift. Kieran Brown, I don't think. I think he maybe had two shifts all night, if that. Uh, obviously, Kirky got some regular ice time as he is the regular fourth liner. Um, but yeah, this disappointing definitely, but. Yeah. Takeable for now. Yeah. But going into Sunday, and this this was something that surprised me. Come Sunday, we're back at Ice Sheffield. It's the Braid clan again. Brayhead played Gary Russell in goal. Yeah. Which I didn't see coming. I don't think anyone did. But to be fair to them, You know, they'd they'd just played us oh, on the Friday. Belfast on the... And Belfast on the Saturday and um, blown um, a 3-0 lead to lose 4-3 at overtime. home in, in overtime to Belfast. So yes. potentially John Tripp was looking for a bit of a response. Throw the back up in, get some of the boys playing a bit harder in front of him. Um, and it... And it, and it, and it, and it he just didn't get. He just didn't really get a response from. It Brayhead. backfired big time. It backfired big time because, you know, Steelers controlled that first period, had a couple of chances, but they had the momentum, and they built up confidence, and eventually we broke the deadlock. 
got the one nil, and then bang, two nil, bang, three nil. Game over. It was. Well, I wouldn't have said it was necessarily game over. But it was bang, bang, bang. We're three nil up. End of period. We'll take that. Thank you very much. We've got some momentum, and then off the back of that three nil. We threw the kids out there again. You know, the kids that had played so well on Friday night, all of a sudden, Kieran Brown started getting regular ice time. Cole Shudra, regular ice time. And this was, this was with Davy Phillips back in the lineup. So we were rotating 7D, mm. which after a long weekend like that, great call. Cool. Um, smart. Yeah, you know, it was smart use of the bench at that point. Um, Nil-nil second period, but again, we controlled it fairly well. Moose shut the door a couple of times, and as and when he was needed, on a couple of gilt-edge chances. Um, and then third period. My goodness. Just purely my goodness. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the third period. Uh, may have been the fourth goal. Kieran Brown down in the bottom corner boards. I think it was goal five. Four or five. But yeah, it was definitely third period. Forces a turnover, gets his stick on the puck, shovels it across to down near behind the Steelers' goal. I think it was to DeVoe. Yeah. Who picks it up, head up, big John in the slot, lays it on a plate, and Armstrong just puts it top shelf off the one-timer. All because Kieran Brown went, sod this, finishing me hit, bang, forced the turnover. Because Brayhead's defensive heads just weren't there. And when you've got a 16-year-old kid picking up on that, A, that's a kid playing with confidence. Yeah. B, that's a kid playing the way he loves to play the game. Because he's got free reign to use his assets. C, spells a hell of a lot of problems for Brayhead. Yeah, I've got big problems. You know, especially defensively. Um, you know, and we're, we're just firing. The first goal, Sunday night, Liam Kirk gets the puck neutral zone, flicks it around one clan player, skates round, gets lucky because of a battle for the puck between another stealer and a clan player. They end up tying up each other's sticks, which means the puck stays free. Kirky just collects it, skates in, two-on-one with Yamtin, and just lays it on a plate for Yamtin at the back post for the 1-0. Brilliant use of speed. Great heads-up play, thinking, right, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Keep handling the puck, make the keeper think, Christ, he's going to let this shot off or let the pass go at some point. But because he was constantly puck-handling as he skated in, there was no giveaway sign for the netminder or the defender when either the pass or shot was coming. And all of a sudden, bang, back post. In one motion. Great heads up play from Kirky. Yeah, and Cole, on the back end, Sunday, I don't think made a mistake all night. If anything, he had a couple of times where he made a great read on a defensive play and either worked the poke check well, or I think on one particular occasion, almost half-dived to just get the puck to avoid the clan player coming in. You know, great. And there's Paul Thompson... Um, said post-game, you know, to Simsy. Obviously, Simsy's put it in an article in the paper this week. You know, basically said post-game, Cole seemed to get it more. 
mm. you know, Sunday especially, and you could see that. Positive you know, signs. Yeah, very very positive signs. And the Steelers come out with a 6-0 victory. Second shout-out of the season for Moose, who at the moment is performing better than, better than he did last season. And similar stat-wise to what he did a few years ago with his first tenure here in Sheffield. you got Kieran Brown, who had a hell of a weekend. Kirky, lively as usual, great heads-up play for his assist. Um, obviously, Kieran picked up his second assist of the season with yeah. that turnover and quick poke to DeVoe. Um, Brad played well in goal. The kids are all right, mate. Yeah, the, yeah the, the, the kids are all right. Um, and obviously, you know, Cole did well on defence. You know, there's, it's almost like the fountain of youth, isn't it? It is, isn't you it? You know, a couple of the old guard will wind about the years because obviously Jono's still got the pace like he had from 15 years ago. Moose starting to play more statistically like he did in his first season here, and better than he did last year. The defence has played well. Kirky, Cole, Brownie all did well. Brad did well in goal. You know, we're missing Fretter from the lineup, so there's one of your veteran players not in the lineup. One of your elder statesmen not there. It was a much more youthful Steelers team this weekend. No pleasing fact on uh, Sunday. Uh, Andre DeVore gets his first goal in only his third game. Yeah, granted, it took him three three swipes, but yeah, yeah, he got it. He got it. You know, he got it. He got an assist. He got a goal. So you know, he was he was finding a little bit of a groove there Sunday. Yeah. Um, but Braid have got some serious problems. Yeah, Braid have one hundred percent got problems, but take nothing away from our boys. Definitely deserve them five points. Deserve the two victories over Brayhead. Shame that we didn't get more out of the five game, but definitely got. The minimum that we deserved in a point. Um, the thing yeah, is, very, very good performances over the weekend from a new look, from a new look younger Steelers team. Very much the fountain of youth there over the weekend. What's yeah. the what's the point you want to make? One thing I want to point out also about Friday is that the, there was a very low attendance for a, a Clan and Steelers game, less mm. than two thousand. And if it weren't for like a sizable away following, it would have been even more embarrassing. Yeah, that 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 that's got to send alarm bells up in uh, Renfrew, hasn't it? Come on, they've got they've, they've got they've the, got the, problems the, the, the all main, the, the, main, the main problem for me with that Brayhead team is their defence. <coughs> you know, we know how good Bjorkland is, but they were basically. From what I could remember and gather, they were basically running a five-man D with two under-23s on it in Greveson and Sullivan, both of whom are barely six foot. They're tiny guys. Neither of them play overly physical. Um, you know, you've got Bjorkland, Oslansky, um Bert. and Burt. And did, did Sescon play? Oh yeah, there's Sescon, of course, Sescon. So they have got 6D. But? But it's four import D and two kids. That's not enough. Now obviously, as we know during this week, now after the back of that weekend, kind of signed another defenceman, another import D man. Well, good, because... You're going <laughs> to need it. You're going to need it. You can't keep running the kids out there. Just can't. But... 
Yeah, take nothing away from our lot. Our kids, our kids played very, very well, and overall the team did very well. It was just disappointing how we lost that that game in Fife on the Saturday. And another thing about Sunday, right? We we pick up a win, Manchester slip up, we close within a point of them. Yep. Although I think we've played one game more. But I think, but again, it's still early days, though, mate. You know, but, there's plenty of hockey to be played. It could still but, go. But, who knows? But, but considering after the. Uh, what had gone on the previous Sunday, it was a great response. It's a great response. Oh, 100%. And uh, I'm, if I were Paul Thompson, I'd be grinning away like a Cheshire cat. Well, fortunately, you're not. Anyway. Oh, you know what I mean. Yes. Anyway. Off the back of that weekend, um, there were some more Dops decisions that had to be made. There was a couple involving the Steelers. Um, common sense prevailed. Common sense prevailed, I think. Although that said, I'm a little surprised Fitzy didn't maybe get a game for his. But looking at yet again, thanks to the ex-NHL linesman and the PSC, very thorough, concise explanation and breakdown of the decisions, how they were made and why. But also what impressed me was how, where they use some of like the more hockey-related terms, they put in brackets the more babied-down version of what those phrases actually meant. Mm. So as it was more clearer to yeah. your more average hockey fan. Um, so, again, very impressed overall. We have had a question from Craig Day, you said. Yeah. <coughs> Remind me what the question was uh, again. How would we implement the new DOPS and who would be involved in it? I think that was some along those lines. Something along those lines. Well, while you're having a drink to clear your throat, I'll go first. Okay. I personally, based off of what we saw with this week's re- reviews and results from around the league... Um, off the Dots review I like the new system I think having an actual player safety committee involved is a big positive and is actually a step forward but also to have um, the confidant in an ex-NHL linesman I think that's a huge key as well because that's a guy that could referee at our level ten times over, mm. as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. You know, this, this is a guy that has a seriously good understanding of the game. You know, he's he's been an official at the top level in the world. Yeah. You know, that's a guy with experience, knows the game, will understand things from the player's perspective as well. Um you know, for for me, one of the big problems that we had with Dots was potentially, you know, we didn't know who it was. Who it was. Um, we I knew mean, who the head of the Department of Player Safety was, but <laughs> other than that, that, no that, 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 that just meant nothing to us. But since all that whole hoo-ha last week, you know, we know the name of this former NHL linesman, and we know it's the Player Safety Committee. And everything's just been a bit more open, been better explained. We've had the appropriate video to go with the appropriate upgrading and the actual suspension that did get handed out this week. You know, it. 
It is it, professional. It was, it was, yeah, it was more professional. The only concern I have is the fact that, you know, at the moment, obviously they were brought in as a temporary basis. Yeah. This is the kind of setup we need permanently. But personally, the only way I can see is potentially getting it is at some sort of cost to the league. Yeah. You know, it... it it's the financial implication, yeah. isn't it? Is, is there potentially a financial implication? For me, having such an experienced official from their career in this NHL linesman involved, huge step forward. Mm. Having the Player Safety Committee, an actual named world-renowned board for player safety yeah. on board, big step forward. I'd love to see us go forward with that. I really would. The only other tweak I'd make, and this is possibly kind of difficult because of how our league schedule works, the most games at weekends and everything. When incidents happen on a Saturday that involve automatic reviews or requested reviews, they need to be addressed overnight before they affect the Sunday games. Mm. They've got to be. Yeah, now again, that. again, that will have a financial implication, but obviously it has a time implication as well. But going forward, that's something we need to look to invest in as well. Hundred percent, absolute hundred percent. That's my take on it. Now you've cleared your throat. What's what's your take in your response I, to Craig's I, question? I, I, I like the uh, the new setup, the interim measure. It's great. It's. For the newbie that was uh, was wondering what was going on, they will know exactly what's happening. It's it's as you said, it's concise, it's clear. Everyone can get an understanding of what's happening. Mm. Uh, Who would I have involved? If we could keep the same people, great. If not, then we can't. But. I would possibly just think about seeing if we can have just if we can get f- former people who's actually been involved in the league in some capacity in having some kind of uh, shall we say role involved with them because they if they are going to do what you said like review Saturdays overnight then they will be obviously the best people but it says. It, it's late at night. That's what that's what the balance like you've got. Mm. But you, but by that measure though, if you're potentially relying on a player safety committee and a former NHL linesman who's possibly in North America, you've actually got time on your side there because by the time these games are finishing, it's late afternoon in America. Mm. Get the clips and everything over there. They can look at it that night. You'll have your answer by three four o'clock in the flipping morning. Mm. You know, on the Sunday morning, That's and you'll and you'll know where you stand. And then all the league's got to do is go out onto the social media platforms. You know, say eight nine o'clock in the morning, and go right this this this. Type that up. Blah blah blah. This is the decision. You know, we'll have the video later today, and then they'll produce the video. It's 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 there, but it's just a case of it. It's it all comes down to the time management, especially with that Saturday Sunday turnaround. It comes down to the time management and having the right people in the right place at the right time. That's going to be the tricky step. Yeah. But I'd love to see them keep this current interim set up more permanently going forward. 
Well, well, so I said, well, no, next week what's happening? Yeah, After I guess we will. EGM. I guess we will. Now, also looking ahead, we've got the one sole game this weekend. It's yep. an away game in Cardiff. I can't remember if this is Challenge Cup or League. It's League. It's League. It's League. Cardiff aren't even in our Challenge Cup group. No, they're, they're with Guildford. I'm talking to. absolute babble once again, ladies and gentlemen. I do apologise. So, League game. Conference game. And Conference. There you go. See, it's the other C. It's Conference. Yeah. See? I, I can see clearly now. Ish. I'll wipe your glasses. Yeah, says the guy that actually needs a new eye test. But anyway, I digress. Can't see the kids getting much ice time in this game. No. Neither can I. I I absolutely can't. It's not the kind of game we want in here. Not yet. There there will come a point in the season where, where, you know, as a coach, I'll probably sit there and think, do you know what? We need a spark. Right, you come off that line. Kieran, go out there, use your body. Get in their faces. I know you're 16, but you've got protection out there because we're putting so-and-so out there with you and whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll see you know, and, and, use, and use the kid to be a little bit of a rat as he got described by Simsy <laughs> you know he's a teenage rat it's it's beautiful but he's got the offensive skill and he's just got no fear but you know we, we're going to be without threat still it's going to be a bit of a loss in terms of offence but some of the other guys will need to step up. I'd like to see DeVoe continue his progression from the weekend just gone. Now he's had three games and three nights. He's had a very good run out now. Mm, four um, week of practice. You know, another four week of practice. Armstrong. <laughs> God, he's singing like a schoolboy in a choir right now with some of the hockey he's playing. I think, was it two plus three on Sunday in that 6-0 yeah. win? Yeah. What did, I, what did I say about the fountain of youth? That's like going back to junior hockey days, that is. And and his his stats were what was it twelve plus eight this season twelve plus eight already so far this year it's just it's just ridiculous. Um, Marquardt we know is a guy that's been producing again as of late. Um, defense, oh, defen- defensively will be obviously a bit of a question because obviously Romberg has now departed. We're more than likely going to be running the five D. May use Cole for a sparing shift or two, but we will be running five D mm. without Romberg. Fitzy for me, Saturday has got to stay disciplined, not get wound up, not get overly involved. Because if you take Fitzy out of the equation, where's the rest of your protection from the team? Is DeVoe going to then have to start getting physically involved when he's playing top line? Is Wallace going to have to maybe try and do something? On the flip side, because Romberg's now gone, you know Wazi's going to play on Wallace. Do you bring in Westerling or Ramsey in that spot? Mm. You know, Westerling susceptible to some of the physical play. Rammer feeds off it. Is mm. a, is a little bit of a spark. I'd like to see us play Rammer on Saturday in Cardiff and save Westerling for the midweek at Ice Sheffield against Dundee, against the less physical opposition. Yeah, sounds a plan. But you know, who knows what will happen um, in terms of the lineup for Saturday. Rare rare situation, you will be there. I, at this stage, won't be. Um, uh, yep, yeah. I'm going down to IAW. You are going down to IAW. I'm, uh, I'm going to let you take first digs on this. How do you <laughs> think this game's going to go? Uh, they're going to be smarting, aren't they? 
they're really going to be smarting. That 4-0 uh, loss in the arena two weeks ago, that will have hurt their pride big time. Mm. Bouncy will be wanting to put put it behind him and say, that was a one-off, I, I am the best goalie in this country. But the thing is though, every time we've gone down to either BBT or IAW, we chips are down and no one's expecting us to win, we've come out with goods. Yeah. And I'd love to see that happen again. But I just have that knowing feeling that they'll I said they'll be smarting and they'll exact a little bit of revenge. So much so I'm gonna to lean to a five two uh, devils win. Ooh Well you and I are going opposite ends of the scale. I'm I'm going for a Steelers victory. And do you know, and, and you know what? I'm going for it in regulation. You're going for a chips are, chips are down regulation I'm, win. I'm going to go for a regulation victory, and I'm going to say it's going to be a nail biter. It's going to be a one goal victory in regulation. I'm I'm going to say this is going to be a three two or a four three game because both teams have got offensive punch. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Richardson might be back. You know, I, I, I can see us maybe shipping a couple more silly opportunities because obviously we're essentially going to be an import D-man short at the moment. Neil Romberg has departed um, for the foreseeable. Um, you know, which will create a couple more opportunities. Moose has got to play big for us. Yeah. As usual, as he has done all season long so far to date. I mean, what did you say it was? 92 and a bit? Yeah, 92.3. Yeah, 92.3 is a safe percentage. And 2.22. And uh, 2.22 is the goals against average. Terrific stats to start the year. And bounces on 2.6. Yeah, bounces on 2.6 and Mm -hmm. a 90.4 safe percentage. So, (laughs) at the moment, you'd say advantage moves, but anything is possible in that rink. And to be fair, anything's possible on any given night, as we know. It's a raucous atmosphere, right? Raucous atmosphere every time, every time, and you just know as well. With this being our first visit there this season, you know they're going to put on something on their pre-intro video. Oh yeah, you know to do with winning the league and whatever. But as we know, hey, we had the last laugh last season. Six five, six five. Thank you, Levi. Much love. Yeah. So, Another you're th- you're you're going for a heavy defeat. Not heavy, heavy. Well, it's three goal margin is a heavy defeat. It's to me, uh, it's it's a, it's it's a convincing loss. It's a con- it's a convincing loss, but I just don't I don't convince it as heavy. But that I, that's me. It's going to be a case of uh, as well. What you're going to expect is that we will have to just one stay disciplined. Yeah. Penalty, penalty kill, which is top of the actual stats, alongside the penalty power play. Yeah, spe- special teams will win us that game. Special teams will be brilliant. Need to be absolutely on point. If if our special teams play the way they have done so far this season, we will win that game. Special hundred percent. Special teams on point. Yeah. Yep. Take the ice and the atmosphere away from the Cardiff fans, which is very difficult. That's one. That's another key. You've got, you've got to establish the physical presence in order yeah. to do that. Yeah, T- take it. Take it to them. Mm. Take it to them. If they're prepared to throw it about, give it them back. Give it, it them back. 
in spades. And another thing, what you need to do is what we did perfectly well two weeks ago, force them to play on the outside. If you force them to play on the outside, they are ordinary. Yep, stick to puck defending. Stick to puck. And on, the, and on the close board play, let them know you're there. Yeah. Let do, them know do, you're there. Do them. Be mean. You're fine. Yeah. Get away from the game plan. You're, you're just spelling yourself a recipe for disaster. And you're expecting us to get away from the game plan and cause a recipe for disaster, judging by your... Judge, judge, yeah, see, look, you're having to nod now. You're having to nod now, aren't you? <laughs> Absolute mong. Well, you and I are going polar opposites. Well, we don't, with our predictions. Remember, we know nothing. Yeah, and like we said, we're polar opposite, definitely, because obviously you're there at the moment, I'm not. So, that's that game. And just quickly, we've got the midweek game yep. next week against Dundee at Ice Sheffield. So, home-ish. Again. Again. Um, quick score prediction. What we an 8-2. I'll go for a 6-1. I'm thinking 5-1. So no shout-out for Moose, oh. <laughs> basically. Uh, uh, <laughs> but a thoroughly convincing victory. And also, 0 for 23 for Omar. Yeah, there is that. In, t- in terms <laughs> of coaching against the Steelers, there is that. That's just the Omar stats in there. <laughs> oh, of course you do. Of course you do. So, that's our thoughts on Weekend yeah. Just Gone. The new DOPS sort of layout yet to be confirmed after next week's meeting of the board. Previewed Cardiff's game and a quick score prediction for next Wednesday's game in case we don't record beforehand. We'll try though. We'll try, absolutely. It all depends more so on my work as usual because of, as you know, travelling all ends of the country at the moment is very tiring and very time consuming. However... That's it for this week, folks. Thanks a lot for listening. As always, you know where to find us on social media. The thoughts, feedback, the questions. Fire them our way because we'd love to include them week in, week out. Thank you very much for listening. From Mark and myself, we will see you next time.